Welcome. You've tuned in to Living the Miracle with hosts Michael and Raphael Tamura. You are meant to live a joy-filled life, and you most certainly can. In this program, you will learn simple yet powerful psychic tools to help you fulfill your soul's purpose in this world. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Tamura and Raphael Tamura. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. I'm Raphael. And I'm Michael. The purpose for our show is to awaken souls, develop intuition, and fulfill purpose. Today, we are saying hello to each of you as the light of the world. In the Hindu tradition of saying hello, the greeter stands in Anam Asana, hands together, as in prayer, in the Anjali Mudra, and says, Namaste. Namaste derives from the Sanskrit nama, meaning the expression of veneration, worship, reverence, and an offering of homage. And te refers to you. In other words, an expression of veneration and reverence to you. Namaste appears in ancient Vedic literature such as Rig Veda as connoting veneration and giving recognition to the divine within both the greeter and the one to whom the greeting is addressed. Originally, it was a conscious hello from the divine light within the greeter to the divine light within the one being greeted. It was used to recognize that we are all one spirit, one light, and thus When we say hello to one another, we are communicating as spirit to spirit. So, namaste. I am spirit saying hello to you, being spirit. The light within me welcomes and validates the light within you. What would happen if we all said hello to one another with this awareness each time we communicated with someone? Or each time we communicated, period, to anything. Over time, we would not only heal each other, but we would also heal the whole world. As we've pointed out in each of the episodes in our show this season, dedicated to the theme of communication, communication heals. Communication heals because it breaks through the artificial barriers that we construct around us and between us that divide the wholeness of spirit that we all are in truth. Most people assume that healing is something we do to get well. Yet, if illness is the result of something we believe that divides us, then whatever we do to the condition of illness isn't going to make us well. Healing, as the dictionary defines it, is restoring to Wholeness. Wholeness is our natural state of being. When we imagine ourselves conflicted and divided, then we produce suffering and we need to heal ourselves. Healing comes from seeing the truth of our whole limitless spirit beingness and letting go of what we imagined that divides us. 
And it doesn't matter if we imagine that we are divided within our own individual self or that we are divided against one another. Of course, if we imagine a conflict within ourselves, we would not be able to be at one with others. And if we imagine ourselves at odds with others, we cannot be at one within ourselves. Only the undivided, limitless wholeness of spirit is. Whenever we invalidate that in any way, we experience suffering. And suffering is not dictated by the conditions of our body or of the world in which we live, but by the state of our consciousness. That is why there have been very aware beings that experience joy and not suffering even if their bodies were diseased or tortured or the world was in turmoil. Well, I can attest to both the experience of great suffering and great joy, even under very similar bodily or worldly conditions. What made the difference in my experience was what I held in my consciousness at the time. My experience leading up to the first time I physically died in this lifetime was excruciating pain throughout my entire body and tremendous suffering that seemed to have no end. I felt I could not go on like that for much longer, and that's when I turned to God to let God know, hey, I didn't know how much longer I could go on in the condition I was in. My consciousness was definitely focused in the pain and suffering. And looking back at that experience now, (laughs) I was definitely feeling sorry for myself, though I wasn't aware of that at the time. It's funny to look back at that experience and realize that here I was talking to God, but not asking for help. (laughs) Why wasn't I asking for help? I certainly could have used it, right? I wasn't aware of it at that time, but I was trying to override my helplessness and feeling for myself sorry for myself by being strong and not asking for help. It's like, poor me. I'm not going to make it much longer, God. <laughs> Rather than, hey, God, I could sure use your help just about now. Yes, our vision turns 2020 in hindsight, doesn't it? It's called learning. I always said that my greatest psychic power is retrocognition. <laughs> I know exactly what something was 20 years after it happens. <laughs> Sometimes 40 years after it happens. Okay, but guess what? It didn't matter that I didn't ask God for help. God gave me all the help I needed anyway. God never believes in fake news. (laughs) Mm -hmm. God always responds to the truth that is in your heart, regardless of what you say or do in trying to hide it. It was taken, I was taken to like five great beings who are part of the council who reminded me that I have the choice. I didn't have to stay here in this world and be miserable. 
At the same time, I could return to it if I chose to. I was already done, and the choice was mine whether to continue life in spirit only or in spirit in this world. The choice I made was to ask the masters of wisdom what would bring about the greatest benefit, not only to myself, but to all concerned. And they told me instantly and unanimously that I should return to the world and that would bring about much greater benefit to all concerned. It was interesting that I had no desire one way or the other. That's why I asked them for their wisdom. What I learned in that experience was to make a choice from a place without limits and not from a place of lack and therefore desire. A lot of times we think in terms of what do we want and what do we want to do? And that's from a place of lack. But in that situation, no, there was no lack. Whatever choice I made was based on the greatest wisdom, not what I wanted or didn't want. Well, once I got their answer, I asked them to send me back here. Now, the interesting thing is that when I returned, I still experienced the great pain in the body. <laughs> the body was in the same condition as it was before I died. But I experienced it when I came back with much much less suffering. A friend of mine told me that he shifted from unbearable pain and suffering after having a metal stake run through his foot to being able to joke around with the paramedics attending to him in the ambulance when I made him laugh as I was helping him before the paramedics arrived. At first, he refused help of any kind from anyone, including me. But then it all changed once he laughed at my little kind of a charade I was playing and joking around, trying to get him to open up. He said he realized that more than 80% of the unbearable pain was from his fear and anger. That's really big. Yeah, it wasn't from the injury. It was from him being so angry at himself for doing a, quote, stupid thing that got him injured, seriously injured. And it was his fear that either he wasn't going to make it because he was going to bleed out or that he would have a permanent mm, incapacity in his foot. So he was going through all of that. But once he started laughing, he let it all go. Do you know, ever notice when you're laughing, you can't hold on to anything. <laughs> and once he let it go from all the laughing, the pain to him became totally bearable. His suffering went down by more than 80%. Yeah, nothing changed with his injury. Because this was before he had any, you know, treatment. I know Jesus didn't suffer when he was crucified. He was above all that in awareness, vibration. 
He came to me when I was in the middle of dancing in the sacred uh, sundance ceremony for four days from sunup to sundown with no food or water and under the August sun, <laughs> blazing sun in Montana in the wide open. I was about to be pierced, which means one of the chiefs was going to cut into my chest with a scalpel to insert two wooden dowels tied to a rope that gets hung over high branches of the sacred Sundance tree. And, you know, you pull on it and everything. Well, when Jesus appeared to me, he was laughing. <laughs> I mean, really laughing. And he said that I was about to experience something similar to what he experienced when he was crucified. He said he didn't suffer at all. Then throughout the whole bloody ritual, I experienced absolutely no pain or suffering at all. Not even when both dowels in my chest blew off violently during the final prayer and the tugging of the ropes to break the piercing. In fact, I was in pure joy the whole time because I was completely in prayer, in the limitlessness of spirit as I danced. I've had many experiences of being in tremendous pain and suffering as well as times when I experienced little or no suffering, even if I was seriously injured or ill. Over time, I learned that suffering is not the result of injury or illness or devastating conditions in the world. Rather, suffering is the result of our state of mind, what we hold in our consciousness. Today, even many medical scientists are convinced that laughter may be the best medicine after all. <laughs> so, when we clear, clearly see ourselves as the brilliant light of spirit, and we appreciate others as the same light, we communicate spirit to spirit with one another. The more we communicate in this way, <clears throat> the more we dissolve the barriers we formerly erected between us in fear in order to divide and conquer. In this way, we continuously heal the illusory divisions we created as this world we live in. Okay, <clears throat> we're at our first break already, and I'd like to remind you that next Saturday, November 2nd, from 10 a.m. to noon Pacific time, we'll be teaching our next teleclass in our current set of our You Might Be More Psychic Than You Think series, um, in which the seven weeks is titled Your Psychic Development, Your Happiness, and Your Chakras. This particular teleclass will be on your fifth chakra, communication, creative self-expression, and will. Each of the seven classes in this set will cover one of your major chakras, what they are, 
how they are essential in your daily life and spiritual growth, how you can become more aware of them, and how to take care of them for your optimal health and happiness. If you can't be on the phone in person while we teach the teleclass, you can always sign up for the class and receive the raw MP3 audio download. All the past teleclass audio downloads are available as well. If you've never joined us for a teleclass, which you can do from anywhere in the world, you can go to micheltamora.com, our website, on our events calendar section for November 2nd to get all the details. To sign up for the class itself, you can also call our office in California at 1-530-926-2650 Monday to Friday during regular business hours Pacific time. We'll return in a couple of minutes and we'll talk much more about Namaste, Hello to the Light of the World. We'll be right back. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Take a closer look at yourself in the present. Your body has its own GPS system designed to help you follow your intuition, align your thoughts, and set your own course. Host Dee Lee is here to be your external guide to this discovery. Take a break, a mindful space to pause, and help bring forth the balance that your life deserves. Listen live for Mindful Space to Pause every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Broaden your mind. Open your heart for a greater understanding of how to express your pure and authentic nature. Tune in and turn on 1111 Talk Radio. Simron. Author, publisher, and life mentor broadens minds and opens hearts to a greater understanding of life, consciousness, and humanity. 1111 Talk Radio is every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 1111 Talk Radio. You are not on a journey. You are the journey. You are experience experiencing itself. The White House Doctor makes house calls. Listen every week for House Calls with Dr. Connie Mariano. Dr. Connie has served as the White House physician under three U.S. presidents. Now she joins the Voice America Empowerment Channel to help you enrich yourself physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Our guests will include professionals from a variety of fields who will bring you tips that you can apply to your own life. Listen for House Calls with Dr. Connie every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We're on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Welcome back, everyone. Namaste. Today, we're saying hello to you as the light of the world. Well... 
if you could see what I see as a psychic, and I think Michael would totally agree with me on this, you would never indulge in the practice of being invalidated, nor would you doubt yourself as much as I know some of you do. I see your light when I meet you as much as I see how much you are in the habit of covering up your light. Sometimes I even mention that in the psychic readings I give. It reminds me of how many years of how many years ago we used to see clips of Princess Diana being delighted by something and then covering her mouth to hide her beautiful smile. She was known to sometimes have a kind of body sense of humor, but so what? If a type of sense of humor, as an example, brings the light up in others, who cares about how it's come about? The more we unabashedly and sincerely shine our own light, the more others have permission to shine their light. Wouldn't you say this is a form of healing? Don't we go to plays, theater, musicals, and concerts so that others can shine their lights on us and uplift us? Since I was a teenager in the midst of the 60s, I went to many musical concerts. I remember going to a wonderful presentation by the artist Joni Mitchell, and this happened in the town of Rochester, Michigan, and it happened in my early 20s. And I was enjoying that concert so much, I felt as though I had been in the presence of angels. Yes, I knew she had faults and failings just like the rest of us. She smoked cigarettes and she had struggled with her love life relationships. These were her lessons for this light, lifetime. Yet her light brought much healing to the war-torn pressure-filled world at the time. And I still carry this light all these years later and the resonance of that musical performance offering that she gave. Yeah, there's so many. I mean, on a daily basis, there's opportunities to communicate spirit to spirit. And, you know, I was, as Raphael's talking about her experience back when, uh, one of the ones that I just remembered is uh, Raphael and I were having lunch at a, oh, one of the restaurants during our travels. And one, once in a while, there's, there's a restaurant where the um, tablecloth or a large, uh, what do you call that thing? You Paper. Put, uh, underneath, <laughs> underneath your Place plates. Mats. Placemats, yes. Uh, they give you a nice piece of like butcher paper. And for the kids, <laughs> I think that's the intention. For the kids, <laughs> they have a box of crayons or can of crayons to while away the time while they're waiting for the food to be delivered. Well, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a big kid. And so anytime we have situations like that, I, I take the crayons and make a, some kind of a drawing. And when I was starting to do that, I noticed there's several tables uh, back along the window uh, seat. There was a young mother and a little girl, her daughter, obviously, uh, sitting across from each other on this big booth table. And the light, like Raphael was talking about earlier, 
the the light of their their bright light was kind of covered over like you know when it's it was a sunny day but then the clouds roll in and it gets dark a little bit and you you can't see the sunshine as well well it's like that for me when i look at people uh, that's what i see is oh they're really bright souls but some of it was kind of darkened over and they were just sitting there they're not even talking to each other they're just sitting there in their own kind of worlds and and not too happy of campers so that gave me a a way to uh, say hello to to them so i thought okay i'll do this drawing for the little girl and i made this cartoon type of a drawing of some uh ridiculous looking penguins and <laughs> and having communication and playing and things like that so when i finished it um i i uh signed it and walked it over to this table of two strangers and i said uh, uh hi to them and and i'm addressing the light in the girl and the mother and I asked the mother if it would be okay if I uh, gave this drawing uh, to her daughter. And I showed it to the mother first. And she immediately broke into a huge smile. And she goes, oh, of course, this is, this is great. And, and the girl got all excited and interested to see what I was going to give her. And so I gave her this little drawing. Nothing, it, you know, took five minutes to do. And... But it was pretty colorful with all kinds of colored crayons. And, and I gave it to her and she starts laughing and, and she starts to talk to her mother about the, pain, about the drawing. And so I thought, okay, this, this kind of blew away some of that cloud that was overshadowing them. And uh, I thought, that's all I wanted to do. And so then I said, okay, I got to go back and have my, have my lunch, enjoy your lunch and everything and uh, all of that. Then when I got back to the table and I'm eating my lunch and talking with Raphael, I look up and I notice, oh, now the, both the girl and the mother were, had crayons in their hands on, on their table and they were making drawings with each other and talking very animatedly. And, and laughing and, and all of that. None of that cloud was ever there anymore. I knew I had something to do with home situations that was bringing that cloud over. And, but now, at least for this time, they heal themselves. And they're communicating spirit to spirit, validating the light that each one is and having a joyous expression of that and, and enjoying their time with each other. So something that simple, you know, everyday stuff, uh, we, we go to little restaurants and things like that and run into all kinds of people all over the place in our day-to-day goings around. And every opportunity is a, an opportunity to communicate spirit to spirit with one another and claim our birthright of being the light of the world. And doing that is easy. But what makes it seem almost impossible to continue to do so sometimes is that 
every time we do this for any period of time, if we continue to communicate spirit to spirit, continue to recognize, validate the light that is within each of us, we end up becoming more and more aware of all of our past transgressions, things, experiences where we, where we decided we failed, we disappointed, we hurt someone, all kinds of things like that, that we haven't forgiven, that we, we still hold on to in our mind and tucked away safely, they come up when we start to heal, when we start to really communicate spirit to spirit. Because that's deep communication, intimate communication. It opens our wounds, if you will. Then, where we allowed ourselves to get stuck in prior life experiences of some kind of trauma, some kind of suffering, guilt, fear, and anger, and blame. Oh, that's the tough part. It's not the communication that's tough. It's what comes up when we start to communicate at this most essential level from spirit to spirit, that's when we come face to face with what we've so carefully tried to avoid in the past and we generally can only take a, a little of it, little of this. You know, when it starts to really come up before we go, ah! <laughs> scream bloody murder and try to run for the hills. Oh, yeah, that's the tough part. When that starts to come up is when even those of us who have communicated spirit to spirit a little bit more tend to stop and go, okay, I think I'm going to take a break. I'm going to take a vacation from communicating spirit to spirit because it's too, too difficult until we realize what's happening. The real healing is happening. That's when the negativity, that's when the pain and, and that's when the suffering that we went through before comes up for review. It's not coming back up because we did something wrong. No, it comes up like a parole hearing. <laughs> it comes up to let us have an opportunity to review that experience that previously we shut ourselves down with. We blamed ourselves. We felt guilty. We, we felt hurt, invalidated, and whatnot. We judged ourselves. So when that comes up, instead of falling back into it again, it's a chance for us to find some neutrality and go, oh, that's already happened. And when it happened the first time, this is the decision I made. I judged myself as, oh, no good or failure. Or, How stupid can I get? And all those kinds of judgments. Blamed ourselves or blamed somebody else. It doesn't really matter. It's that divide and conquer. Blame is always divide and conquer. It divides us from ourselves. It divides us from others. So when that happens... Know that the healing, a little bit, goes a long ways. Just like that example of the little girl and the mother. It was, it was nothing. It was just a little picture. It was just a cartoon. 
but it took someone saying hello to them as the bright light they are for them to be able to get interested in the cartoon and and start to draw their own cartoons. This this, uh, uh, can go a long ways. It It only took a few minutes for me. But their healing lasted a lot longer. So then when we run into this, you know, inner, deeper healing that starts to happen with more and more spirit-to-spirit communication, the next step for us is to not allow ourselves to fall into the, the self-pity or of failure and discouragement and continue to move forward one little tiny step at a time. As Aesop taught, more often than not, the slow and steady tortoise wins the race over the fast and arrogant rabbit. We already are the light of the world. We are here to shine brightly, not by being extraordinary and being better than anyone else, but by letting ourselves be as we truly are. Competition is the greatest threat to our spiritual development. You'll discover that you don't have to talk about spirituality or God to be truly spiritual. If you can step out of competition, you become spiritual without any effort in everything you do. And the basis of all competition is competition with yourself. And competition with yourself simply is believing that you are not enough as you are in some way. You're not good enough, strong enough, beautiful enough, smart enough, capable enough, spiritual enough. It really doesn't matter what and how you feel you are not enough as you are. If you think that you aren't enough, you are in competition with yourself. When you are in competition in any way, you lose your connection with the limitlessness of spirit. Being in competition makes us islands divided and conquered. So the simplest way to own being the light of the world is to recognize when we are in competition in any way and step out of our invalidation and competition. Invalidation tells us, I am not. Competition tells us, I am not enough as I am. In invalidation, we get into competition. In competition, we go into effort. In effort, We go against everything that we long for. Practice recognizing each person as limitless spirit and the light of the world. This is the practice of clairvoyance. It's seeing the truth. It's seeing things as they are. Seeing people as they are in truth. Then everything else falls off. As you persist with this, you restore yourself and everyone and everything to the wholeness of spirit. In this process, We each fall off of the wagon repeatedly. But when we do, we just have to smile, pick ourselves up, and proceed again and again. Wow. Our second break is already coming up. So here we go. Mark your calendars. On Saturday, November 30th and Sunday, December 1st, Michael will teach an illuminating and joy-filled seminar weekend to help you power up your psychic life. 
Saturday's topic will be your mediumship and your spiritual path, psychic tools for discerning your own truth. And Sunday's will be meet your dream team, angels, spirit guides, and masters of wisdom. We welcome you to join us at the Hilton Garden Inn in Calabasas in the sunny L.A. area. Hopefully it'll be sunny when we're there. These seminars will definitely help you wake up more to who you really are and to learn to fulfill your purpose. Find out all the details by signing up on our website, events calendar section, michaeltamora.com, or call our office in California at 1-530-926-2650 during normal business hours, Pacific Time, Monday to Friday. When we return, we'll continue with Namaste. Hello to the light of the world. See you in a couple minutes. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com When you learn to see things from a spiritual perspective, it changes the way you see virtually everything in your life. Listen for Dr. Paula Joyce and her program, Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Our program will help you get rid of the negative aspects of your life and invite love, joy, and prosperity into your life. Turn that negative feeling into a positive one. Tune in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Are you looking for life's answers? How about the meaning of true self? Can you really be a better person overnight? Well, good luck with that. Now, if you really want to know more about this insane world and life we lead, tune into Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. You'll learn about how the brain operates under different psychological conditions. Some common sense. Heck, you might just actually learn something. Listen Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Do you find yourself thinking that you're not good enough or that you're not lovable? Do you sometimes feel that there is something wrong with you and that you're hiding something? These are more common thoughts than you would think. It's time to talk about this. Tune in to Where Words Can't Reach, Shedding Light on Our Dark Side with Dr. Madeline DeLittle, Thursdays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. We're back. Today we've been saying hello to the light of the world. Now that's you. Namaste. The light in me welcomes the light in you. You are spirit. I am spirit. We are all spirit. And spirit is spirit. Undivided, limitless, and whole. 
There is only one spirit. Hmm. There is only one of us. I know that's a hard concept for a lot of people who feel very lonely and divided in the world, but I think Michael has a few comments to say about that. Well, you know, it's it's so many times I find that when I notice someone, the bright light shining in someone, and it's either clouded over a little bit or they're struggling with something, that's when I usually go and say hello to that particular person, even if that person's a stranger. This has happened so many times. The last time, a couple times ago when I was in Calabasas uh, giving a seminar weekend, and, you know, you have to take breaks and go have lunch and things, <laughs> breakfast, those kinds of, you know, everyday things. And that's when you really have this great opportunity. One was this bright bright light that was shining when I walked into a breakfast place to have my acai bowl. (laughs) You know what those are? Yeah, I love them. Anyway, (laughs) so I found a place where I can have a really good acai bowl and walked in and this young woman uh, couldn't be more than 20, maybe 21 at the most. And she's she's behind the counter taking the orders and, and, you know, the payments and all that stuff. And um, so I said hello to her, and I addressed her as this light that she was. And all of a sudden, uh, there's a little opening where we're not; she's not swamped with customers. So I, I went up and said hi again, and asked her about the crossroads she's in at this moment in life. And she was very surprised and elated to have someone to talk to. Because she was at a very, very big crossroads in her life and how she's going to proceed in her young life, the direction she's going to and and all of that. So we had a nice little talk for about five, ten, maybe five minutes. And before the place got crowded with more customers and she had to go back to work. But just that made all the difference in the world because I was there again the next morning. And she was there still uh, working that morning again. And so we had a chance to talk again a little bit after I finished my breakfast and before I left to kind of finish up and continue that conversation from the day before. Made a huge difference, she said, in her life. And I, I got to experience that the next time I was there, oh, she was like a different person. She was so much happier, and she said, she said it really helped the communication we had. And was it about something specific where I'm telling her this is what you got to do and all that? No, not at all. It was just the hello, just the communication that made the difference. So what I like to do at this moment is, is any of you who'd like to try out the little practice on a meditation level on starting to be able to communicate spirit to spirit, to see the light in someone else and to communicate to that light, that spirit, that person really is. So if you like to join in, here's what you can do. Just sit comfortably where you are in an upright position, but both feet on the floor. And again, uh, we have done this many times in this show of grounding. Just ground yourselves. Imagine that tree trunk that you're sitting on, connected to the center of the earth at the bottom, 
And then at the top, you're sitting on it, but it's connected to your first chakra, the energy center right above the tip of your tailbone. So for a moment, just ground yourself. See, imagine that grounding cord connected, connecting your first chakra to the center of the earth. And then just be aware of being in the center of your head. And then those of you who've practiced this a little bit in one of our shows or or through our uh, Psychic Tools kit that you've downloaded from our for free from our website, go ahead and just run the earth energy through your feet chakras, through your leg channels, into your first chakra. And then the cosmic energy down from your crown chakra at the top of your head, down the four channels into your first chakra at the base of your spine. And then the mixture of about 15% earth energy and 85% cosmic energy flowing up the two channels right through the body to the crown chakra at the top of your head and continuously flowing. I imagine this energy is flowing like a beautiful, light, golden mm, fountain of energy flowing out of your crown chakra continuously. And also, it branches out across the shoulders and down the arms from those two channels and flows out of your hand chakras in the palms of your hands continuously as well. So once you get going on that, once again, just imagine being right in the center of your head. And as you imagine being in the center of your head and right in front of you, imagine with your eyes closed, uh, imagine now in front of you is an image of a rose. And right above that rose, imagine one person that, you know, somehow it could be a close friend or family member or somebody you just met, you don't know too much. It doesn't matter. Just imagine the image of that person right above that rose. And as you look at that image of that person right above that rose, I'd like you to start to imagine that person being spirit that you'd like to communicate. You'd like to say hello to the spirit that that person is. You obviously know what their body, their face, their you know whole body looks like, but this time you're using your inner vision. You're using your clairvoyance. You're seeing not with your physical eyes, they're closed, but you're seeing with your spirit eye, eye of spirit, I call it, huh, your third eye. And as you are looking, just imagine that the spirit of this person that you know or not, you know, just met, the spirit of this person is this bright light. And just start to imagine that you can see this person as the spirit that he or she truly is. Whatever their body, their face, their, their demeanor, their behavior looks like on the outside, physically, you're starting to notice their inner light. You're, you're being able to start to say hello, even just for yourself to that inner light that that person is. And it's this inner light that one is that gets expressed through all kinds of different things to become their actions and become their speech and whatever else they show. So as you say hello to that inner light of this person, 
just mentally, just within your own self, just imagine that you're saying hello to from you as this light of spirit within you to that other person as the light of spirit within them. You're setting aside anything else you might know and experience about that person. Maybe they were harsh to you or maybe they were, you know, uh, very funny or silly or they were uh, concerned about things. They were unhappy about something. It doesn't matter what they did or how they behaved before or how they are right now on the outside. You're addressing the inside. You're addressing them as the true spirit, light they are. So you're just saying hello. You don't have to give a dissertation or anything. You're just saying hello there. I see you. And sit back in the center of your head and notice Oh, you'll start to notice them responding to you. What happens to this image that you were looking at, you started with, about this person? Oh, even the image may seem seem different. The energy, the feel of where they are may start to change. As you just simply say hello from yourself as the light of spirit that you are, to the light of spirit that they are inside. Notice what happens. Okay? So this is the beginning. This is, this is just a simple practice of starting to remind yourself, oh yeah, who am I really talking to here? Who am I really addressing? Who am I saying hello to? Is it the body? Is it their personality? Or would I like to speak directly to the spirit that this person really is, underneath it everything. And that is what begins all healing. So notice just in this very, very simple little exercise with you not saying a whole lot, just saying hello to the spirit of the person and you'll start to notice some shift happening in the person. And what I like you to do is, especially if you see this person fairly often or talk to them on the phone or whatever, pay attention. The next time you see this person or talk to this person, notice if there's anything different. And then continue to do this and see what changes over the next few days, next few weeks, as you've talked to this person, as you said hello in this inner way, spirit to spirit. That way you'll get your own mm, feedback. Something you'll notice about this person is going to be different. They might be calmer, for example, or they might be a little bit happier, or they might be less troubled. You know, whatever way you notice, even if it's very subtle, I want you to notice it. Because that's going to give you some validation of the power of communicating spirit to spirit in terms of healing. And not only will you notice differences in that person, but you'll start to notice the difference in your relationship with this person. Okay? And that what you notice is going to be, ah, more healing happening. 
So give yourselves a deep breath. And when you finish this little exercise, then would you just go ahead and imagine putting that person's image into that rose in front of you. And then just imagine the whole rose and everything exploding in a flash of light. It neutralizes everything. It doesn't take away the effect of what happened in that communication, but it just, you don't have to hold on to it. Just let it all go. Ah, and then imagine a nice big golden sun of life force energy above your head. Just gently bring it in from the top of your head and fill up your whole space, your whole body space and everything around you with this golden energy of life. Decide you're more alive. And then once you're done, stretch gently and then bend on over, drain off any excess energies out of your head and neck and shoulders, arms and hands. And then when you're ready, just sit back up, open your eyes, and namaste. Hello. Well, one of the things I wanted to mention here is that the more you practice being able to say hello to the light in that other person, the more you're going to be aware of your own light. And I love this practice of coming into the center of the head and to bring your energy in around you and to run energy. Um, as you evolve as a soul, you become much more of a radiance yourself rather than somebody who is needing everything. And in other words, the opposite of radiance. It's a really amazing way to advance as a soul just to start to say hello to other people, even people you don't like. You know, people you don't like a lot of times are the ones that are going to teach you the best lessons. So this is one of the practices of finding a space to let everyone be who they are. Anyway, we're coming toward the end of the show. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope you've enjoyed hanging out with us and gained some new insight and tools. Join us next Wednesday for our show, Planned Babyhood, Your Life Before You Were Born. <laughs> we're kicking off our new season of shows to share with you the soul's perspective about the many facets of living our life here on earth, such as the one we just mentioned, finding your radiance, being able to say hello to another light that is around you. Also, if you'd like to learn more about your fifth chakra and how it impacts your ability to express your inner soul creativity, join us from anywhere in the world for our next teleclass, your fifth chakra, communication, creative self-expression, and will. Find out all the details and sign up on our website, events calendar section, michaeltamora.com, or call our office during normal business hours, specific time, Monday to Friday. Until then, be inspired, use your imagination, and follow your intuition joyfully. This is Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora. We are so glad you have joined us today. And remember, if you can't join us every week, you can always go into the voiceamerica.com empowerment channel and listen to the show afterwards. They post it fairly quickly after the show is over. Thank you so much again, and we'll see you next week. We appreciate your joining us today. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again next week, remember to wake up to who you are.
It's your purpose here on earth. 